Off the Hook, bearing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. What in creation can Pitt do to stop Tennessee's offense? We break that down with the one, the only, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. We call him the coach. Chalk Talk, and it's brought to you by Craft Treats. Craft Treats is simply awesome for your pet. It's got the CBD in it, so if they have the storm anxiety, the car ride anxiety, you're taken care of. When it comes to arthritic pain, for my pet, it's great. So, can this pit defense actually stop Tennessee's offense? That's what we want to dive into, and how will they go about trying to do so? So, for Chris Landry, I'm Dave Hooker. Hit that like, and most of all, hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend. We appreciate that, but we want to be a part of your SEC and Tennessee coverage so be sure and hit that subscribe button once you do that right now. Do that for me. I greatly appreciate it. So, Chris, Tennessee's offense, I would think, would have a monstrous advantage over Pitt's defense. Am I wrong? No, you're not. I think it's it's a tough matchup for Pitt. Pitt's got a very good defensive line that didn't play um, nearly up to its capabilities last week, particularly against the run game. So they're going to have to play better. and for them to really slow down Tennessee and have a chance are going to have to get good play up front by the guys that are really, really good. Uh, and one of the best in the country, quite frankly, um, you know, the, the secondary um, didn't play the ball all that well in the air against West Virginia, but they limited some of the big plays. So there was some, some hit or miss there, but it's really about up front. Uh, I thought John Morgan stepped up big time at defensive end for them. Um, now, uh, Deslin Alexander had to leave the game early, uh, with an injury to his arm. So we're, we're going to, you know, Morgan came in and played well, but you know, I think that the, the health of him, uh, Alexandra and the rest of the group is going to be pivotal for them. It's a tough matchup and I don't think they can win it straight up there. I think they have to defend the run very well with their front. They're going to have to get good base pressure because you can't beat Tennessee unless you're able to drop eight and play them in uh, split coverages. If you can do that, you can force Tennessee to play underneath. And they don't like that. They, they like to work underneath and then go deep and work. If you make them play underneath and test their patience, then that's where, you know, common sense, more plays, more things could lead to mistakes. So uh, that's going to be the key to shore up the run defense and, and get base pressure with four, so they can put pressure on Hooker, force some bad throws, and obviously, you know, play too deep shell. And if they can do that, they can slow them down to some degree. If they can't defend that and they have to put extra numbers in the box and they have to play single high, they're gonna. it's going to be a tough matchup for them. Yeah, I think if you're Tennessee, you're a little concerned. I believe Pitt had 52 and a half sacks last year. And – Again, good up front. Who are who are some names? Who are some guys that we need to know uh, on that defensive line that uh, should have Tennessee's respect? 
Well, uh, Alexandra, if he's uh, okay with that arm injury, is one of them. John Morgan, who replaced him, is very good. Habak Baldonado, redshirt senior, very, very good. Uh, Davon, uh, Dayon Hayes, the junior defensive tackle, um, played really well. Um, and then uh, Kalaji Kansi is a redshirt junior uh, at tackle. Those are all really good players. They rotate very well. Um, and the key is – can they play well for four quarters? If Tennessee runs the pace that they like, they like to make those guys run and chase and then play, you know, at the end, 85 snaps a game defensively. And then so how good are these guys are going to be in the fourth quarter? That's the key. They, they will have their moments early, but if they have to play as many snaps as Tennessee wants to make them play, uh, you just you're not going to be the same player in the fourth quarter on snap 85 as you will in snap you know 55 or 60. So I think that's the real key. Talented, yes. Good, yes. Problematic to go against, yes. But if they're able to run a lot of pace and make those guys run sideline to sideline, they should have some opportunities, particularly late in games, to kind of uh, wear them down. Let's assume the pass protection is down the middle. I don't want to say it's really good. I don't want to say it's as bad as it was at times last year, but let's just say it's down the middle. Um, and as far as Pitt's defensive backs, what do you think of the matchup versus Tennessee's receivers and a passing offense that wants to attack defensive backs? Well, I think the, yeah. And, and look, I think it, it depends though on the pass protection relative to how many guys does Pitt have to send? If they're bringing Brits pressure, then obviously you don't have to cover as long. If you're dropping eight, you got to cover long, but you got more guys to cover. As I mentioned last week, I thought Pitt's um, secondary didn't play well on the ball. I thought they didn't do a good job with contested catches, and that was a problem. However, I thought they limited the big plays. Um, the safety, Brandon Hill, um, you, you know, had some moments. Um, Eric Hallett, the, uh, the other safety, uh, you know, broke up a couple of passes and was really good as a tackler. Now, I do think, you know, Marquise Williams uh, did some good things, you know, tackling, playing on the outside, and, and Devonshire, MJ Devonshire is another guy that played pretty well. He had a pick six to go on with a couple of tackles. So uh, it's a pretty solid group in the secondary, but do they match up all that well? What you want to do is you want to be able to play cover two, two deep shell. If they can do that, they're going to be able to cover underneath with multiple defenders dropping eight. That depends upon their ability to get four-man pass rush. So it's not just about – the receivers and the tight ends against the secondary. It's really a, the whole collaborative defense of if we can get pressure, if you pit, they're saying if we can get pressure with four, we can drop eight. So now that brings in the linebackers in short coverage. So we're talking about the uh, Savoche Dennis and Shane Simon um, that are the, the backers and then um, Bengali Kamara, no relation. Uh, but the, those three guys are really effective in underneath coverage if you can generate the four-man pressures. If you got to bring extra pressure, then it's going to be difficult to hold up long-term and limit the big plays. 
Chris, you know, I've talked about Tennessee's defense in the opener. Uh, they showed a lot of different looks, probably in part. Well, they're, I know they're more comfortable as a unit, but they're, probably some of that was to show Pitt a lot of different looks, I would think, against a team like Ball State. But when, when I look at the a flip side, and I'm curious as a coach, is it the exact opposite on offense? You don't want to show any special plays or any new route combinations or anything that you might have. I would think at defense – you want to show a lot, so they have to prepare for a lot. Offense, I would say Tennessee still has a lot in the bag. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think here, here's what I always said. I I, um, I didn't mind showing anything. I wanted to show as much as I could on on all three facets and make the opposing team to prepare for it. So even, then, even offense? Yes, and because I'm going to do different things out of those looks. Like, for example, um, and I've mentioned this previously, but you know, I would think they're going to try to work the middle of the field a little bit more offensively. Um, but they showed a lot of, you know, fade routes, fade stop, uh, back shoulder stuff, which is in and of itself a tougher throw. It, it, and, and so I think that you show a lot of that because that's a lot of what they want to do in their offense because you go deep, make a big play. And, and that's it. The, 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 the more you go there, the more you get opposing defenses to make their safety commit a little bit more to go wide. And then that opens up things over the middle. So that's a perfect example of you show one thing, but it's actually something you'd like to do. But if you overplay that against them, then they'll work the middle. If you don't overplay it, then they'll continue to go wide in a one-on-one matchup. So it's one of those things where you kind of run what you do and you work off of what the defense gives you from an offensive standpoint for defense. Yeah. You do a lot of things that are going to be now, you know, different in a say against ball state, you know, they're, they're not going to run a whole lot because they got down so early. Well, yeah, the run defense looked okay in terms of numbers, but they didn't have much there. They're going to have to defend the run as long as pits in the game, as long as this game is, a one possession, even two possession game in the first half, Pitt's going to stay committed to the run. So Tennessee is either, I think, probably going to run a lot of loaded fronts. So I think they're going to force Pitt to the air. They're going to they're going to invite them to throw it, and we'll see how effective Slovis and them can throw the football. Um, and if they don't do that, then Pitt's going to run right at them. So I think that's kind of how the cat and mouse game plays. So you try to you run and you. I think it's more important to do what you do and you do it well. You don't have a shortage or shouldn't have a shortage of options in your playbook. I mean, through the end of the year, you know, you will use a small percentage of your playbook because there are a lot of things you could do out of different looks. So you show similar things, but do different things based upon what the opponent does and maybe what the opponent's prepared for. Interesting. Uh, I think that uh, there there are a lot in Tennessee's fan base that don't realize how good Pitt's defensive line is. You pointed that out. So this isn't a gimme, but it's it's a game that uh, Vegas thinks that Tennessee will win. We'll, we'll see. It's on the road as well. But I thought the poise in the opener was uh, a good sign for things to come. So go to LandryFootball.com. Again, LandryFootball.com. 
and you can learn more about football than you ever thought you could and go to craft treats. Wow. Craft treats. If you've got a pet that has anxiety, is in pain, um, whatever the case may be with the CBD cannabinoids, they'll be able to take care of that. Go to craft treats and attach to this. You will see a discount code and we'll take care of you at uh, Off the Hook Sports. So he's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.